Welcome to Affording College with Aaron Green, founder and president of College Liftoff. Thanks, Deep Throaty Guy. Let's talk about this. Why has college gone crazy? What's really going on here? College, let's talk about it very plainly. Let's talk about it in a very straightforward way. College, literally now today, is costing you the equivalent of a house. Let's make no mistake about this. College will cost you and your student between eighty dollars to $250,000 on average to get a four-year bachelor's degree. And as of stands today, we're buying this decision based off of, hey, I went there. I love this mascot. My friend's kids go there. Oh, my friends go here. Let's go do that. My boyfriend and girlfriend's going there. Let's do this. When in life have we ever made decisions where we're spending upwards of twenty to forty to fifty thousand dollars a year on something, and we make decisions based off of things like that. You're literally buying a brand new car every year for your kid, and you're saying, uh, "Just go pick it because you like it." This is absolutely the problem for how we're dealing with college. That's from the personal side. That's from us as parents, as people, and then there's the college side to this. How did costs get so crazy? How did this really go up? Let's talk about that part first. Let's really go through this. Let's look at college as a history. In the past 35 years, college has gone up 1,200%. 1,200%. Let's relate that to normal things. The consumer price index in that time has gone up about, ooh, I think 200 to 300%, right in that range. Food has gone up about 200%. Healthcare. We talk about healthcare all the time in this country. It's gone up 600%. 600% in that same time frame. College has doubled the growth of healthcare. And we let it just completely slip under the radar. Again, let's talk about why that happened. The biggest boom for education has really happened in the past 15 years. What happened in the past 15 years? Major economic depression, especially around 2006 to 2009. What we saw in that instance, in this particular depression compared to past other depressions, in past other depressions, Great Depression especially, people flocked to vices. They went to gambling, they went to drinking, they did things that were like not really great for them. In this past iteration, people flocked to education. They went back to school thinking it would solve their higher ability crisis, higher ability problems, which actually had a double negative effect on the whole problem because of the fact that people were going back to school, which sounds like a great thing, but they were getting degrees that didn't do anything. There were no skill sets to them. They were going to Phoenix University online or the school down the street and just saying, I got to go get a degree because that's going to get me a job. Well, if you get English lit degree or a basic psychology degree or an anthropology degree or whatever the case may be, or something that doesn't really have a skill set, it's not solving the problem. It's just getting education. What is that doing to the market? It's flooding the market with more degreed people. So what that's really going to is the fact that now the bachelor's degree of college is becoming the equivalent of the high school diploma. So it doesn't mean as much. And also with the shift in the economy, the degrees have become more skill set based. You can look at a major university. We live in Columbus, Ohio. We have Ohio State down the street. It's sadly and nicely my alma mater both at once. They have 177 majors, 177. They're good at like 50 of them. We'll get to that later. But within that, they're dividing all these particular degrees into skill sets and offer different things completely and internally. If you go to school for, again, 
something like anthropology or Greek mythological studies and you want to get a job in accounting or work in uh, a logistics firm, what are you doing? How can you even equate that? If you go to school and want to be a teacher and you acquire $140,000 in student loan debt and walk out with a $30,000 job, how does that even make sense? You can't pay that off. So when we're looking at the cost of education from the educational perspective, they're pricing this really just off of the value of what the school is saying because of the inflated costs of what happened during the Depression era time. So we have this depression that went through 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009. We see all these things dip down as far as the market is concerned, as far as a lot of things to say the least. If you look at the spike in cost of education, education went through a boom. Look at the universities that sit around you right now today and then think about them, even your own school. Think about them 15 years ago. Do they resemble the same thing? Do they look like the same old ratty dorms that we all lived in that were super damn hot in August and absolutely freezing in the winter? No. They look like Club Med. They've got floor-to-ceiling windows, AC in every room. They've got $100 million facility after $100 million facility. And I'm not just talking about sports. I'm talking about new libraries, new fitness facilities, new unions that are doing everything to entice you to come there versus telling you what they're going to give you as a product, as a consumer, on the way out. So you're going to pay $40,000 a year for your kid to live better than they did at home for a college education that they won't even live better after they finish? What are we talking about here? How in the world does that even make sense to anybody? So let's dial this back. And when we really look at the cost of education and think about Okay, I go on this great tour with these awesome pretty places, seeing these awesome great buildings. What am I buying? That's the question you need to be asking. What are we buying? Because that's how you fix the problem of overpaying for college. You look at it from a standpoint of an investment. Because this is an investment. It's an investment to your time. It's an investment in your energy. It's far and away an investment to your money and your students' money. And I'm not just talking about direct cash right in front. I'm talking about debt as well. Debt is a huge problem on our economy right now for our particular age demographic, the millennials coming in. And this is, and we'll get more into this in another time and to another podcast. But when we really look at how do you really look at the cost structure and how do we evaluate it, it's about treating your education as an investment and really seeing how much is the degree that my student's looking into going to yield when we graduate and how much should we be buying it based off of that. That's the change in attitude and the change in mentality we have to have about something that's gone outrageous on price structure just because there was a demand for it when people really needed it and they shot the price through the roof. We want to be able to take a look at this and say, okay, I have a student that wants to be a teacher. We know they're going to walk out making thirty, dollars $35,000 a year. We can't spend $140,000 on this education. We need to be spending somewhere in the realm of Thirty or forty thousand dollars for this education in total, which sounds crazy. I know it's it's. You're probably asking yourself, and well, asking me, Aaron, how in the world do we spend thirty or forty thousand dollars on an education when they're asking me to spend two hundred thousand? Again, we'll get to that later. But also look at the student loan debt side of this too. Student loan debt, just like any debt, isn't the inherent problem per se. It's how people treat it. It's taking it on without thinking about it, without thinking about what it's going to yield once it's all done. 
If you take on $100,000 in student loan debt, that will cost you, on average, $1,200 a month for 10 years. Student loans are put on 10-year notes. They usually average, if you're taking on Fed loans, right at around 6 to 9%. If you're getting a private loan, you can't get, typically, you can't get a, uh, a fixed loan. It's typically going to be a balloon, so you're guessing now even if you go on some of the delayed payment structures that the Fed offers, you're going to be paying for it for 30 years, and you better believe you're going to be paying a lot more for that loan than you would up front. That's why we want to equate debt to the value of the degree. Use the teacher again. You're going to walk out making thirty dollars to $35,000 a year. To live comfortably with that degree, to get out and live, manage, work all on their own, which is, again, what college is for anyway, is to get our kids ready to go off into a career Part of it's to discover themselves, but really it's to get them ready for the next level of life, which is becoming a fully functioning adult. They should really be taking on about 15, absolutely no more than 20 grand for that degree. That's a actual livable value for that student. That's saying that student can actually get out, live, function, work all on your own. We're seeing this as a hiccup all over the place. I personally, uh, I started college left off seven years ago, and it was really due to the fact that I was able to walk out of college with $40,000 to the good. I walked out of college with $40,000 in my pocket. There was a lot of reasons for that, and we'll be breaking that down over time. And how do you really look for schools with the most amount of value to add to you? How do you really study schools with the most amount of money to offer you and making sure you take the best deals? And then how do you equate that to the degree you're going to get, putting all those parts and pieces together and really working within them? But in the end, I was able to find strategic ways to take on jobs, take on less debt, take on internships, take on some scholarships and really do the work I needed to in order to make that happen. But long story short, I was able to walk out with $40,000 in my pocket. I've had plenty of friends who walked out with thousand dollars in student loan debt. Let me tell you what that really looks like in real life. We all graduated around 2006. I walked out of school and a year and a half later, I was able to buy my first house. A year after that, I bought my second and I kept the first one. It was actually a campus riddle. It was pretty close to campus, uh, close to Ohio State. Um, We're now in our mid-30s, lower 30s to mid-30s. And just in the past two years, those friends who have all had that much student loan debt, and I promise you it was all of them, just now bought their first homes. Just now. I started 10 years ago. We're getting ready to sell one of them for a good value over top of what we started with. In fact, we may make about fifty dollars to $60,000 for that one on top of what uh, I bought it for back then. And the other one we're going to keep because it's such a great rental and a it's a split duplex in a really good neighborhood. During that time, though, in the past 10 years, guess where all those friends were living? With me. <laughs> they were all living in the split duplex or in the other house with me because they couldn't afford to live everywhere else. Literally, they couldn't. I bought the duplex so that we all had a place to go, knowing that we were all in our younger 20s and still trying to make it. But when they had student loan debts with, actually one friend had student loan debt of about 45000 that cost him 550 bucks a month. I had one of 72000 It cost him $900 a month and one for 60000 which cost him about combined with some other student loans, right at about $950 a month. Can you buy a house paying that type of loan payment every month for 10 years? Can you get a start in life? Uh, No. This is why we all lived in my duplex, which I was happy to do it. I was able to keep costs down. 
uh, for them and able to earn some equity for me in the home. But at the same time, no one got married. No one bought a home. No one started a family. No one even really bought a brand new car. And it's not because of the millennials are lazy or irresponsible or anything like that. It's because they literally walked out with a house note on their back and they didn't realize it until they did. And their parents didn't realize it until they did. And after that, it's all said and done. Student loan debt is unforgivable. Remember that. Student loan debt is absolutely unforgivable. If you have Fed debt, it will go with you even through bankruptcy. Period. Without question. So that's a good start to this. And that's a good understanding of how college has really gone crazy in our market. And it really points back to a lot of history of just looking and seeing what patterns really happened there. Education took advantage of an economic downturn. And costs started to skyrocket right when we hit into the depressionary time in the 2006, 7, 8 times. So let's start meaning this back. Let's start really taking a look at this and take this whole thing back. I always say, if somebody walks up to you and says you need to spend $60,000 a year on something, you better believe they mean business. And we got to mean business back. So how do we solve this crisis? How do we really break this thing apart? Well, I'll tell you. This has been my mission for a long time now. I've started this company seven years ago, and this is our first podcast. And with this podcast, with College Left Off, our main goal has always been, how do we break this apart? How do we save time, save stress, save money, save your hard-earned cash so that we're just not liquidating it to colleges like what's happening right now today? It's my mission, and always has been, to make sure the future generations achieve this type of success, both on the academic side and not be paralyzed by debt by understanding what the college cost really looks like. So let's learn more. Tune in, subscribe. We're going to be doing this a lot. We're going to be tuning in and talking a lot about a different topics that are really straightforward about the whole college process, the whole college problem, and how do we solve it? I look forward to helping you. Thanks for listening to Affording College with Aaron Green of College Liftoff. If you'd like more information, visit collegeliftoff.com.